The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, a member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harky Group, Scott Harky. Today, we're going to hear about brand-led transformation and the Future Brand Index. Joining us is Daniel Anderson, who is the Chief Creative Officer at Future Brand, which is a brand-led business transformation company. Future Brand is part of an interpublic group of companies and global community of brand expertise, technology, and design experts who use unique methods to deliver positive business change. Future Brands clients include Sigma, GM, Kohler, American Airlines, L'Oreal, Nestle, McDonald's, and more. Today, Daniel and I are going to discuss brand-led business transformation. What a great topic. Can't wait to have Daniel. He's got some huge clients, part of IPG, of course, definitely part of our industry. Here's my conversation with Daniel Anderson, Chief Creative Officer at Future Brand. What's going on, man? I am all good. How are you? So good. Good to have you on. I, I know we had a little technology challenges like anyone does with podcast, but we're, <laughs> we're off and ready now. Love to hear your background in the industry and, and kind of where you've come from. And, and then let's get into what your agency does really well. And really curious on this brand index. So I want to dive into that too, but let, let's start kind of background so people can understand where you've come from and where you've been in our industry. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm not going to bore you with too long of a CV, but uh, I grew up in Europe. I was born in Sweden. I was fortunate enough to start working with a brilliant man uh, early in my career, uh, Mr. Hans Brinfors, who was kind of the Swedish guru when it comes to strategic design and advertising. He designed the absolute vodka bottle back in 1979 and had worked with massive brands like H&M, Volvo, Scania Airlines. And, and so I had a really interesting introduction to the world of brand and design. And one thing that really stood out early in my career was how you can use design as a business tool. That is not just decoration. It's all based on a big idea, single-minded idea that could be executed in any kind of category, right? So I spent uh, six, seven years in Stockholm, that company was owned by WPP. So I was able to then move to New York in 2007, continue to work for the company here in New York called Brand Union, where I worked with brands within consumer goods, within corporate identities and wider range as well. I spent seven to eight years there, which was an incredible experience. And I learned so much. I then took a little break away from the big kind of holding company world. And I took over a small independent agency down on Union Square, which was focused more on design execution specifically. However, I I missed the world of big brands and then big kind of corporations. So about six years ago, I decided to move back into the world of holding companies and I joined Future Brand, 
based here in New York, and then really been working on defining what the offer is for Future by North America through the creative lens. And I'm really excited to share some of those thoughts with you today. I love it. I'd love to dive in on when you talk about purposeful design um, and you think about design and brand together, given your your background, especially in your career. How do you think about that? Maybe what's your process? What are people missing in terms of brand design in a lot of ways? Yeah, so I think there are two ways to look at that. And I think you, you can create beautiful design, which in certain areas, categories is all you need, just beautifully executed, crafted design executions. But I think really powerful, successful brands connect a business insight and it connected with a really strong single-minded idea that is then being translated through design. I think today's consumer, and I'm talking consumer in, in B2B or B2C, are very sophisticated and they can smell when things are not being authentic and real. So I think to be able to connect design execution with a real insight and an authentic idea is really the key to have a successful brand in the marketplace. And I think also going back to my earlier point about being single-minded, I think a lot of brands are trying to say so many things at once. I think if you can distill down what is your idea and what you're offering into a very simple way, you can look at brands like Coca-Cola, for example, that over the years have kind of stripped back from what the brand is all about to really focus on the core of the brand. If you think about the cans specifically from a design perspective, they used to be filled with a lot of communication. Today, it's just a red can with a white script and the white ribbon, right? And that are the core assets for, for Coca-Cola, very kind of boiled down to the simple idea. Can you give me some more examples? I, I love the Coca-Cola example. Um, and I think about, but they do get outside of that. Like I remember the names on That's the it. Coke bottles was a, was a huge hit, obviously. I do think people are going back to the classics. What other brands are doing it well, especially from a package standpoint and design standpoint? I think, you know, brands that are, are doing it, it well are brands that are being consistent, but they're also, to your point, about being relevant in culture, right? Because there's one way to be consistent in the way that you communicate the brand, but then also, I think it's more important than ever that you're also letting your brand be a bit playful. You're open to partnerships, collaborations, making sure that your brand is is still relevant and in the context of culture. I, I think there are so many brands that are doing it really well. I think Aperol Spritz have done a terrific job, a design and almost like a lifestyle around their design that is being so well executed. And I think, especially thinking about the US market, between you and me, an Aperol Spritz is not very sweet and delicious, right? It almost has like a tart flavor to it. For sure. I think the American public is probably not used to that kind of, of flavor profile. So for them to be able to really create an occasion around a, a drink through design, through how the lifestyle has been portrayed, I think is a wonderful example of a brand that has distilled down to very single-minded idea oh. that is executed in a very kind of compelling way. That's a great example. The, the other one I think right now, and I've talked about it in some other content I've done is, I think a Jordan brand and if you look at what's selling with Jordan brand, it's the classics. Yes. You know, the classic Jordan 1s, the classic Jordan 3s. Yes. And it's 50-year-olds, you know, and, and it's 12-year-olds, which is crazy that it's transcended to so many demographics the way it has. But by really just being, to your point, relevant in culture, yeah, consistent, you know, not trying to do too much, you know. I mean, like the shoes aren't comfortable, 
the shoes you can't really even play basketball in, right? You can't run in them. You can't play basketball in them. You know, yeah. they're designed the same way they were 30 years ago. Yeah. But yet you can wear a suit with them. You know, it's just yeah. crazy. Or and, and, or kids can wear sweats pants with them. So, yeah. Yeah, I think your Aperol Spritz is a, a, and Coca-Cola is a, are a great example. But I also think, you know, going back to, to that example of, of Jordans, you know, I think brands that are being very successful over time are able to create that connection emotionally with the consumer. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just about the product and the brand. It's also about wanting to be part of something. And I think, you know, Jordans are a great example of the cultural phenomena that is bigger than just the shoe or just the brand, right? Because they have created this narrative and this emotional connection. They play a role in people's lives. And I think that is a goal that I think every brand should strive towards is to be relevant in people's lives, not just being an offer or a product or a service. Or it's like, how do I create a brand that has that kind of narrative and that deeper emotional connection to really break through and have that role in people's lives, I think is, is, is really key. Can you talk to me about this future brand index that really caught my attention and love to hear maybe more about your process as well as a creative? Yeah. And I think, you know, the future brand index is such an interesting study that we do yearly and we have collected now a few years of data. So the core of it is that, so we believe as a company in future brand, the most powerful brands in the world are connecting their purpose with their experience. So what we do is that we take the top 100 brands as ranked by market cap by PwC. We interview a couple of thousand highly kind of relevant people, not just people on the street, but people that work in the industry, C-suite, in governments and whatnot. And we rank the top 100 brands through 18 questions, nine of them being in purpose and nine of them being experience. And then we rank and see which brands are performing well, not just ranked by market cap, but through that lens, right? And it really uncovers an interesting time dimension of how brands are being successful that are able to connect those two pieces in, hmm. in how they communicate. And and we can use that in many different ways. It's a very interesting kind of amount of data to just use in, in how we apply that to the clients we work with. But it's also a way to look at brands outside of our client's category or in the category and kind of see where do these brands that are so successful, where do they have the spikes in the in the areas of the purpose and their experience? And where are the gaps in our client world? And how can we help to kind of change that perception, right? So it's a very interesting dimension to look at brands from that lens and not just looking at how well they perform in a market from a financial perspective, but how will they do they perform in the experience? Because at the end of the day, brands are behaviors, right? And it's about what kind of experiences do people have through the lens of the brand. Help me understand experience more in terms of exactly what you mean, because I think I know what you mean. Purpose, I think I can understand (laughs) that. And I think of brands like Apple and and what their purpose is and what their designs, you know, consistent senses and how they want to make technology easy and all the things that, that, that Apple's done over the years and right. very consistent from a purpose standpoint. And then I, is it then how I experience Apple products or is it yeah. how I experience watching an Apple commercial? Is it yeah. how I, you know, how I use the product, whether it's ear pods that I lose all the time on the airplane or is it when I plug an apple into the wall, like what, when you say experience, what do you mean when you 
ask those 18 questions. Like what, what does that mean on the experience side? Yeah. So it's, it doesn't go down to the detail of, of the specific product or the specific kind of interaction with the product, but it's on a larger scale. It's like, how do I experience the brand when it comes to the physicality of the brand? So it's like, it's really tapping into what is the 360 holistic experience of Apple, for example, as a brand, right? So it's really pinpointing, like, do they perform well on all of these levels compared to what the purpose is? And I think Apple is probably an unfair example because they are very well positioned in the way they connect their purpose with the experience, right? And it's also one example that is is scoring very high on the index uh, year by year. So I think it's on both, right? On purpose. That, that, that's like yeah. the, that's the A plus student, it, right? In terms of experience and purpose. Yes, okay. So. But like, do, do you dive into like Tesla as an example yeah. where you open the car door differently? Like that's an experience. And, and do you think about it as almost like a ritual, like the same way yeah. a lot of behaviors are ritualistic, right? Where yeah. what they could be good behaviors or bad behaviors, right? If, you know, maybe before someone, you know, I don't know what it is, Put puts on their, you know, Jordan shoes and they take them out of the box. There's this ritualistic kind of excitement, maybe the same way yeah. someone would grab their iPhone, right? Yeah. Like a very ritual. Is, is, are you looking at those kind of consumer experiences and behaviors? Yeah. Traditionally, a brand was all about the logo and their ads yeah. and the website, right? I think today Correct. to be a fully experiential brand, you need to think about the brand holistically. So what we do now, what we didn't do, let's say 10, 15 years ago, we're looking at Sonic branding as an executional brand. Mm -hmm. We're looking at haptics as an execution on the brand. What is the actual physical kind of interaction with my brand, right? All the way to how do we speak? You know, when we did the American Airlines redesign a, a few years back, even the verbal identity of the brand, right? You know, how do we speak to our customers. You know, one example is the check-in sign at the, the desk about carry-on used to be this kind of, you know, this is the shape. And if you don't fit within it, they're going to throw your bag away. It had a very harsh kind of approach, right? But if you change that to be more in line with what the brand stands for, and even the tonality of the verbal can really be part of the experience of the brand. right? So I think today brands need to think about, and, and most brands do, right? So don't get me wrong. Uh, our clients are very sophisticated and, and, and know so that for sure. But it's really about think about each touch point of the brand from start to finish in the in the customer journey to make sure that we are really considering each of those interactions as part of the brand experience, right? To your point, you know, what does it sound like when you close the door? What does it feel like when you touch a button? What, what does it smell like when I get into the retail space of this brand, right? So it's like mm -hmm. every single piece of that journey needs to be carefully considered and leading back to the strategy of the brand, right? So it's like, what is our tonality? What is that sound? What is that haptic? And not just being a decoration, but really being rooted in the truth of what the brand stands for. I've seen a lot of brand process, different approach to brand branding and brand process, whether it's workshops or... Yeah. I haven't heard it in the framework of purpose and experience. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing from you that I really love, again, I haven't quite heard it in this lens before, haven't seen it in this lens before, is really where are the gaps, probably especially in experiences. Uh -huh. I think your American Airlines baggage point was fantastic. Right. Do you find, and then I want to get into our next episode here, mm -hmm. but do you find there's 
typically more gaps in experience or in purpose? Yeah, I think I think the gaps are probably in how to connect them. Okay. A lot of brands have a very clear defined purpose or a mission or or what they stand for and what the values are and uh, and all of that. And then they have probably a very clear understanding of what are the experience of my brand? Where do I exist? Where do I come to life? Where does my customer interact with me? But I think the key here is really how do you connect it to make it relevant from a purpose perspective? What is that translation between purpose into experience? To make sure it's not just an experience, it's a unique experience that is connected to my brand. It's reinforcing each experience in the customer journey is reinforcing the brand purpose. Correct. I, I love that. Okay. And that's why they're together. Yeah. Because one can't live without the other, right? The most powerful brands connect purpose and experience on the same importance, right? So I think that's kind of the, mm-hmm. the key. And what we can uncover within the index is where are there gaps between that relation? I love that. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring you back for another episode. Thanks, Daniel Anderson, Chief Creative Officer at Future Brand, IPG agency here with us. And part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, we're going to dive deeper and we're going to talk about learnings from Future Brand Index. I'd love to get some more examples. I thought the American Airlines example really kind of blew my mind since I'm an American flyer. Mm -hmm. But let's dive into all things Brand Index. I love what Daniel's talking about. If you want to learn more about Daniel, we'll put his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit their company website at futurebrand.com. Another note I want to tell you about, as always, you can find everything for Rebrand Pod at rebrandpod.com. It's everything for our podcast, notes, guest information. So if you miss something, you want to go back, check rebrandpod.com. You can subscribe. It's probably our, our biggest thing is, is subscribers, well over 5,000, probably close to 6,000 subscribers of, of marketing professionals. This is a pop-in, pop-out on the train in your car. You can pick what episodes you want, what episodes are interesting. That's why I love podcasts. <laughs> Some of my favorite podcasters, you know, like maybe there's only two relevant to me a month that month, but the two that I get are, are great. And sometimes I'll listen to parts. Sometimes I, I love podcasting. I, I still think there's a, a lot of room for growth. As, as much as I love to grind through books, I, I, I do want to preach a little on, on podcasting. And thanks to my guests for the people taking time. Thanks to my producer, Ben, for putting this together. We're trying to get to be better marketers every day. I know I'm learning so if I'm learning, that's my gauge. Hopefully you guys are too. You can find uh, me anywhere on social media. It's just at Scott Harkey, Instagram and, and LinkedIn, probably the best. Thanks for everything. Remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. <laughs>